Welcome to the Heavy Sweater Podcast. My name is John King. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is your first time listening, this is the Heavy Sweater Podcast, a deep dive into the beginnings of local Australian musicians and bands of the heavy variety. And we're back to our normal format this week. Uh, this is a short one, but it's quality over quantity around here. Uh, so this week's guest, we've got Matt Daly from the Western Australian band Sedative. Uh, we go into Matt's time in the Australian scene and his journey to today with Sedative uh, and the killer stuff they're doing, like their song Cough Medicine being featured on Hardcore Keem. And once again, we're going into emo music and how fucking sick it is. And Sedative have a new song coming out on the 16th of September. So be on the lookout for that. If you're listening to this the day it comes out and if you're listening to it after Wednesday, it's out now. So go find that on all streaming platforms. And with all that being said, it's Wednesday and you know what that means. Hey man, how you doing? Hey brother, what's going on? Not much. <laughs> well, uh, we'll just get straight into everything and like your journey through heavy music. Um, and what's like the first sort of heavy-ish band you remember hearing? Yeah, cool man. Thanks for having us. Um, it's all man, good. Honestly, I I used to listen to a lot of like punk rock in high school and stuff. But um, yeah. probably my first heavy foray, I would say, is something along the lines of like Fallout Boy. Okay, cool. I mean, probably. I mean, as as minimalist as it is, it's probably the first like heavy and harsher vocals, like the the very small amount of like screams that they have. But yeah, yeah. So like the emo stage is like the first thing for you. Fuck yeah, I was I was emo as hell in high school and never grew out of it. (laughs) Yeah, fuck yeah, no, same man. Yeah, Yeah, don't care if I lost my hair. Emo still fucks hard. That's it, boy. That's it. That's literally like still what I like bang hardest with today, man. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Sick. Cool, man. And then from like listening to like Fallout Boy and like getting into your emo phase, where does like picking up an instrument or vocals, because you play drums as well as do vocals in two bands at the moment. So like which comes first right. for you? Well, I started playing drums when I was about eight. And that okay. was like well before getting into any form of realm of heavy music. Um, so I played drums for a really long time and got kind of poached out of high school into a into a, my first like heavier band. Okay, sick. And um, I played drums in a in a band called Winterfold. We like went around Australia and played a fair bit nationally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was probably my first big entrance into playing like um, playing in bands. Okay. And. Um, in the last maybe five years or so ago, I thought I'd give vocals a crack, man. Fuck and, yes, um, sick. It's kind of what I always felt like I, I should have been doing a bit more so. Cool. So um, dealt with being really shit at it for a few years and, <laughs> and I feel like I at least gotten a little bit better now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Well, the stuff you're doing now is fucking sick. So like as long as like you're doing what makes you happy because like I've played drums in bands before and it's, it's a thankless fucking job. Yeah. So I think it, like man. I like um I got a little bit tired of the grind that drums entailed and it's like yeah. drums is like so sought after as well, which I find yeah. a little bit monotonous in a way. It's like yeah. I, I kinda lo- I, I mean I I'm fucking twenty eight now. I've played drums for twenty years. It's like yeah, a little yeah. bit it's a little bit old at this point, if that makes sense, you know, especially yeah, when yeah. I've kind of lost a lot of the drive to be doing it. So yeah. I feel like these days I only really want to play drums for bands that I like either have really good friends in yeah. or I'm like really passionate about the music we're creating. So like for me, that's just not really what's happening uh, yeah, yeah. for the most part. 
yeah, for sure. I fully like am the same way. Been playing drums since yeah. I was eight as well before I got into heavy right. music. And then like yeah, yeah, like playing in bands like through high school and stuff, and then getting into the scene and then being like, oh fuck, this isn't all it's cracked up to be being a drummer. <laughs> and then like no, that's it, man. That's getting it. super jaded about it. But um, <laughs> that's literally exactly how I feel. Bro. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's just like someone will ask me to play drums for their band, and I'm like, man, you want me to fucking play drums for your band? Yeah, Go <laughs> yeah. no, but, I fully uh, get that. Cool, man. So, like, when when you get into that music, you're already playing drums, and like, what's the first drummer that you like see or hear about that you're like, fuck yeah, I want to do that too? Um, in regards to playing heavy drums, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Probably. Aaron from Under Oath, man. That was like oh, my first. Fuck like, yeah. That was probably my first like time I was like, wow, drums can be fucking awesome for yeah. this kind of music, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. Um, what a drummer that, as that well. kind of, Yeah, that kind of coincides with how like heavily I was into like emo shit and kind of yeah, branching yeah. into more and more heavy music. Um yeah, yeah. that was probably my biggest exposure when I was in going through high school and shit. Fuck yeah. Under Earth is so sick. And I feel like only now they're getting the appreciation they deserve. Well, they're one of those bands that kind of um, people like sentimentally look back on and I feel like they yeah. value them so much higher nowadays than at the yeah, time when sure. they were most prominent. Yeah, definitely. Which is very unfortunate because they had like two of the best albums of that genre of music and no one really gave a shit. Yeah, and now everybody's like, they're only chasing safety and to find the great line of the best albums ever. Exactly right. Yeah, That's yeah. exactly what I'm talking about. I mean, sorry, yeah. I shouldn't have said no one gave a shit at the time. They did, <laughs> but there's so yeah, much yeah. like there's so, there's much, so much more highly valued these days. Definitely, a hundred percent. Yeah, fuck yeah. And um, do you play anything other than drums and vocal? Like, do vocals? I play a little bit of everything, man. I've always okay, like had yeah. a bit of a da- a bit of a dabble in everything. I played bass for a little bit of time for um an earlier iteration of one of my other bands. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've played a little bit of guitar here and there, mainly for some like um lighter kind of acoustic shit. Okay, cool. Fuck um, yeah. I play a lot of ukulele just in my spare time, just because it's funny and, and <laughs> yeah. fucking a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah, that's so sick. Um, so yeah, I kind of always had to dabble at everything, but mostly drums and vocals these days, man. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's excellent. Um, and then what like is Winterfold the first band you're in, or is like Hope is for Heroes like the first thing you do? How, do you, how the fuck do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> I do some research. <laughs> No shit, dude. Um, yeah, yeah, I noticed that you liked like one of my old band's closet space. So I noticed that just earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. You liked that. I yeah. was like, how is this motherfucker <laughs> dragging us down? Yeah, I was like, I'm finding it all. Yeah, so basically, um, Winifold was an like there was a lot of different iterations of Winifold and previous okay. names, different members along the journey. Yeah. So like Hope is for Heroes was probably like Still loosely Winifold with a bit of a different lineup, but very okay. younger version of Winifold, if that makes sense. So I, I joined, I was in a band with uh, two other two other guys, Brenton Hole and Todd Meekins. I was in a band with those guys since I was 15. Okay. And, and we, were, we were in probably about five or six different bands that kind of had different members attached to them. But that, that same three-member core was always um, prevalent in those bands all the way up until Winifold. Okay, sick. So um so Hopes here is was probably my first like gigging band, if that yeah, makes yeah. sense. Like that I was actually playing shows in and, and doing things in. And then um that uh, eventually turned into Winterfold after a few lineup changes and things like that. And we kind of started fresh back then. Okay. And that ended up being the beast that Winterfold was, yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. I feel like um it's best to have like that first gigging band that like you can make all the mistakes and like this is how the scene actually works. This is how being in a band actually Correct. works. 
So then when you get to the next thing, you're just like, you know what to not do. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've been playing events for, what's that, 13 years now. And like, I don't think I'd have, not to say I'm amazing at the at the local music industry, but yeah. I think I have a pretty good grasp on what works and what doesn't. And I don't think I would have nearly that amount of knowledge if I wasn't in a fucking terrible band for the first five years of my career. <laughs> yeah. Sure, definitely, man. Yeah, yeah. You've got to do all the dumb shit that you do in your first couple of bands to make it like any amount easy in a in a band that you're trying to properly push. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like just to flesh out all that early day shit. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you know what's fucking, you know what's cringe on social media. You know what yeah. not to do live. You know, just all the all the all the simple stuff that yeah. comes with just being in bands all, all your life. You know, steering away from the watch this space posting. Yeah, straight up. Man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. we've all been guilty of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Never done that, but yeah. I mean, I think I even you know even recent bands, I've probably had that kind of stuff happen in them, unfortunately. But yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. One of it's those just, things you come to learn. Definitely. It's just part of being in a band for sure. Yeah. Yeah. See, Man, I'm then, blown away that you I'm blown away that you <laughs> fucking knowing all these bands that I shit I used to be in. <laughs> yeah, man. I'd like, like to do a little bit of research beforehand, like of like previous bands, just so the conversation can like go as deep as we can go with it. Right. Yeah, you hell caught me off guard with that. Yeah. Man. I, was, I was not expecting that. <laughs> Sick. Cool. And then from Neverfold, is it like straight into Less Faith? For Winterfold, was it, sorry? Yeah, like straight after you finish in Winterfold, do you just move straight into Less Faith or is what you're doing now with Sedative like the thing that happens straight after that? Well, so at the end of Winterfold, we were kind of, um, so like we were all a little bit done with music at that point, to be honest. Okay, yeah. Uh, we were all kind of doing like a couple of the guys, you know, were getting tied down in relationships, having kids and things like that. So it was kind of getting a bit difficult to be in a full-time touring band. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, so like we kind of like made the decision to just give it a rest for a time. Okay. And um, I was actually playing games professionally at the time. That's kind of where my concentration lied. So that was Sick. where I was at. Fuck yeah. Um, and then we kind of had a few years break where like none of us really did anything musically okay yeah um and then we kind of well i i started um i started it was originally called grenade brain i started that as like a little okay. side project yeah, yeah. to um, that other band closet space that you mentioned um before oh yeah we just i mean me personally i started like slowly working my way back into music just with like a little bit less of an intense approach okay yeah just uh, like part-time yeah, more so just like doing it for the actual joy of doing it, more so yeah. than it being your entire free time absorber. Yeah, yeah. your <laughs> yeah. existence. So I, I think I think I think closet space was my first actual dive back into music. Okay, cool. Which was um, a pretty strange band in in retrospect. It wasn't really blatantly <laughs> heavy or anything. It was kind yeah. of like um, I don't even know how I would describe it. It's kind of like an emo band more than anything. Fuck yeah, just back to your roots, man. Yeah, that's it. And um, I got one of the Winterfold guys on board with it and then um, started Grenade Brain as like a side project, which yep. um, Grenade Brain would be what eventually turned into Sedative, um, okay. you know, in, in, in very recent times. But yeah, yes. that's what it kind of started out at with, as was like a little side project. And now it's like just picking up steam. Well, it, it, another similar situation, as I mentioned, what happened with Winterfold, we kind of, um, through the through the course of Grenade Brain, we 
had a fair amount of different members change hands and yeah. things like that. And uh, by the time we we wanted to launch Sedative, it was more so the decision like we just need a fresh start. There's mm. different people in the band now. We're kind of taking it in a different direction musically, going for more of like a slam approach. Yeah. And I think it was just like time for something something new. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Especially like I'm not like overly confident on how the Western Australian scene is, but I feel like it's very close. Like I've been to Western Australia a couple of times for like when I was younger, I used to drag race, but like uh, other than like Perth and Rockingham, it seems like everything else outside of that is so far away that like the scene yeah. probably only is in the city. Well, pretty much, man. I mean, I think that the general scene in Perth kind of is pretty fast-bred, I, I will admit. Like, even okay. bands from, like, Bunbury are generally associated as, like, Perth bands. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so pretty much if you're from WA within, like, reach of the Perth region, you're a Perth band, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, from, like, just being in the scene and, like, tumbling around lineup changes fresh start just new coat of paint on the same sort of band yeah well i mean essentially but there's also um i think especially in this scene being as far separated from the rest of australia as we are once yeah. it's kind of um once people kind of gather a certain impression of you you're kind of embedded with that impression for the rest okay. of that band per se. Yeah. And unfortunately with, with the nature of grenade brain and the amount of times we were changing members starting again in that band, I think it kind of tarnished our reputation pretty heavily, especially okay. with some of the members that we had on board over the journey. Yeah. So um, I think, I think sedative was also like, it was like, it was refreshing to start again. And it was also a little bit necessary to kind of just start fresh from scratch again. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, it sounds yeah. like that from how you're describing it. Well, that's sick, man. Because sedative is fucking tough as. Yeah, man. I think yeah. we've. Um, I think. It, I think it was a wise decision, honestly, because um, the reception that we've received from sedative starting again and just putting out like like starting as like completely new band, just yeah. one single yeah. out. Um, the reception we've seen has been fantastic, honestly. Not to you know, I really don't intend to come across as as, as um, arrogant or anything. No, like no, that, no. But, um, yeah. Like it really has been nothing but positive stuff, you know. Yeah, I think Which like is, so, so. Not, yeah, that's fucking sick. I think like the way Australian music's going now, especially in the heavy scene, is like <laughs> there's either the pop punk type bands, and then there's just like the straight up like balls to the wall heavy bands. Yeah, yeah, and that's kind of what the direction we want to steer the ship in with um with the band, and that's kind of what one of the other driving factors was starting sedative was. I think um, also like having the plethora of experience in the band and the different amount of um, the different people in the band and the um, experiences that we've all had independently. I think we kind of knew how to do things right from the start. If that makes yeah. sense. Like obviously in those previous bands we'd mentioned, there's also like a, always like a slow start. Yeah. Making mistakes to begin with. Whereas with sedative, we've got every single mapped out. We've got that whole next year pretty much mapped out ahead of us. Like yeah, we have yeah. like put all the money into everything. We're doing this correct from the get go. You yeah, know what yeah. I, mean? I think that's really made a a, a really um, gargantuan impact to the way that we've been looked at as a band. Yeah, definitely <laughs> Lead, leading with your best and biggest foot forward. Yeah, correct. Yeah, that's fucking sick. And you guys have like a new when this comes out, which will be the two days after we're recording this. Uh, yeah, Thursday, so Thursday, your new Thursday, single comes yeah, out. Thursday. No hard feelings released yep. this Thursday, correct? 
Fuck yeah. And um, do you want to like dive into like the meaning behind that and the recording process of that and like how you guys go about recording everything? Because nowadays, like you don't necessarily have to spend the money to go into a studio. It's pretty easy to do it all at home. Well, that's right, man. We've um, we kind of what we're doing at the moment is where I'm um, just being completely honest. We're just experimenting with what's on offer to us at the yeah. moment. Um, like we're obviously planning to do a full a full length or at least an EP. Yeah. Um, in the next probably six months or so. Yeah. So we're kind of experimenting right now what we can get for what kind of options are available to us and what gives us the best uh, product at the end. So um this single um no hard feelings cough medicine the next single after that that's booked in um they're all with completely different people so we're we're kind of trying our hand as i mentioned with different producers different mixing and mastering yeah just completely different writing approaches even just to um just to see what works best um for the products we're trying to put out definitely Um, that sounds sick so yeah it's, it's been really interesting honestly trying like literally doing one single with with one producer and then one mix and master and then going to a completely different producer and a completely different mix and master for the next single. It's like, yeah, it's really, it's really interesting how drastically things change in between that. Yeah. And I guess that would like um, help you guys grow as a band and as a unit and see where you guys feel the most comfortable, whether it is like comfortable or it's not comfortable at all. Cause like some bands thrive yeah. in like not being comfortable. Well, that's correct. And that's um, like a, a lot of my um, personal recording experience I've done with um, uh, a, a very dear friend of mine, Jay Huxtable. I've spent a lot of time because like, he was previously in Grenade Brain when we, okay. were, uh, when we were abandoned Grenade Brain. Yeah. He, um, he recorded most of Winterfold's um, releases when we were in, um, when that was a band going at the time. Yeah. So I've, I've spent a lot of time like producing and working with Jay as a musician. Yeah. Um, this whole sedative thing has been kind of like uh, branching out and trying to get a little bit uncomfortable. Does that make yeah. sense? Like I've kind of always known how I'm gonna how I'm gonna do vocals with Jay, how we're gonna how we're gonna record stuff, how we're gonna do that. So it's kind of been yeah, yeah. nice to put myself in a less familiar situation, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. That's fucking sick. Yeah. I find the same thing with like my current project of like, I'm not used to writing and playing guitars for something. So I'm pushing my boundaries as far as I humanly can and yeah. making myself uncomfortable mm. with my playing to be like, right, this is where this band needs to go. I'm going to try and get there. Yeah. And it makes a massive difference, right? I'm sure yeah. that you've noticed yourself. Yeah. So like, I was also, um, I was also like, I'm, I've, I've been very comfortable recording vocals with, um, with Jay, our past producer all these years. Yeah. And it's like doing vocals with someone else was like very alien to me at first. Yeah. Um, but I think it's also kind of like opened me up and like uh, um, made me look at things a little bit differently. And I think that's kind of just expanded the way I work as a vocalist, the way I record as a vocalist, you know, it's just, I think it's just made things for the better. I'm just, I'm, ta- I'm taking knowledge from a, a plethora of different um, producers and and musical people, and and I'm applying that to what I do vocally, which I think the the difference in my journey as a vocalist has been pretty massive over the years. I mean, personally speaking, at least. Yeah, fuck yeah, that's so sick. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I listened back to like the first. I mean, so for, the first thing I did vocally was Grenade Brain. That was the first yeah. time I entered into just being a vocalist. Yeah, and I listened back to the first Grenade Brain release that was fucking recorded. 
um, at the, my guitarist at the time's fucking house in his wardrobe. Like, <laughs> just yeah. I, I listen back to that these days, and I'm like, man, I thought this was good at the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I think so. yeah, yeah. No, it's, I, it's really, it's really interesting to hear like how much the the sound has evolved. You know. Yeah, and like that comes along with technology as well. Like, even every now and then, I'll go back and I'll listen to like old Tomb of Doom stuff, and I'm like, Fuzz Slam is such a fucking <laughs> banger, but it sounds like absolute dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. funny how that works. It's funny how much you um associate with like shitter quality releases as well. I yeah. find I, I like <laughs> some of the some of the like favorite albums are such shit mixed yeah. masters on them, but it's like <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like home, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it kind of helps like, like with the vibe yeah. of the release. That's right. That hit that it, it like hits different hearing that shit yeah, quality yeah. recording. Like, I think yeah. one of the biggest examples is um I don't know how familiar you are with like Dance Gavin Dance and like early oh, yeah, Dance yeah, Gavin yeah, Dance yeah. albums. Like the quality sucks, man. You know, oh, I mean, yeah. downtown Battle Mountain. It's like, I mean, it's so raw and rough around the edges. But I think that's yeah. what makes it so perfect for the sound that it is. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think yeah. it's a perfect example. Yeah, and then like you listen to what Johnny Craig ended up doing, even as far as now, and it's like, yeah, and it's so, so crisp and amazing. Yeah, yeah, but still, like, yeah. take me back to the I still feel her part one and two. That shit fucking hits Hard. different. Boy, we are vibing on another level. Yeah, speaking my language right yeah. now. Fuck yeah, <laughs> sick, cool. Um, and then like, how's the Perth scene been like during COVID? Because like Queensland, it's been pretty fucking hectic, and Sydney and Victoria, like New South Wales, Victoria, it's been dog shit. But how's yeah, it well, been with you guys? I think we've been the most. I think I mean I think we've been the best off in Australia. I think it's fair to say. Um, okay. We, we've like obviously we suffered lockdowns um early in the early days of yeah, yeah. COVID, excuse me um like we had a fairly large lockdown at the same time as pretty much everyone else did and yeah. then um outside of like a little a little slip up here and there for like maybe a one or two weeker or or a five day lockdown we've actually been all right for the most part you okay, know sick. um like shows have been going pretty strong for I mean, I'd I'd say about a year now. You know, shows have been Fuck going since sick. at least at least the end of last year. They've been pretty consistent. Outside yeah, of, yeah. as I said, those little hiccups. Yeah. Um, obviously, obviously, having like bands from other states has been what we've missed out on as much as everyone else yeah yeah um for example we were supposed to be supporting vengeance um oh fuck last month i think it was okay um, that was postponed twice fuck and and, and eventually cancelled in the end because they yeah. copped another lockdown and just couldn't come over here yeah yeah um, yeah Outside of that, I think shows have been. I think it's kind of rallied together for like local shows. You know what I mean? I Fuck think everyone's yeah. kind of appreciated what what maybe in the past people would probably look at as like, oh, just another shitty local show. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. People kind of, people kind of really appreciate that now. It's like yeah, um, a lot a lot more people get around it and get involved, and like we're having like massive turnouts for like a, a strictly local band lineup. Yeah, that's fucking awesome. sick. That's so sick. Yeah, I love that real, shit. It's really, really cool. I mean, it's obviously pioneered by a few people in the scene, which um, which are keeping it alive. Um, yeah, yeah. And, and we've tried to help as much as we can with the people that we're associated with. And, yeah. Um, it's looking really good, man, especially, as I said, with even touring bands being a, a problem in the past, like it's starting to happen again now. Um, yeah, fuck yeah. We're, we're playing with Falsa for next month. Um, cool. Finally, like a band's coming over here. Okay, yeah, heavy fuck band. Yeah. Sick. Um, 
yeah, so they're obviously from Adelaide, which hasn't yeah, been too yeah. bad lockdown-wise, and they're, yeah. they're finally coming yeah. over, and we're supporting them in October. Um, we're supposed to be going to Adelaide ourselves next oh, month. Cool. Fuck yeah! Which um, I mean, it's finally it's finally becoming a possibility again. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is great. I think like having yeah. this little bit of time of like no bands coming in as as much as it's shit for like touring bands and that being how you make a lot of money being in a band. It's like people can appreciate what's in their own backyard. And that's right. Yeah. And watch the scene grow instead of just waiting for them to get big and then be like, oh, I remember when I saw them one time at a local show. And it's like, you could be seeing yeah. them every time they play and supporting them the entire time. That's right. There, and there is also a couple of unfortunate cases where, like, um, I know that there is a few bands out there that are like refusing to play shows and they're like waiting for when shows from um, like touring bands kick back on and they want to yeah, just yeah. wait for those opportunities instead of playing shows now, which I think. I think it's a little bit unfortunate that there is bands doing that, but um, yeah. for the most part, I mean, I think it's obviously a minority that's doing it. But um, yeah, for sure. the most most of the prominent bands, at least in Perth, for example, are playing like pretty consistently at the moment, which is which is awesome, you know. Well, yeah, it's like the the joy and love of playing live music. Well, that's right. Yeah, so we obviously with with touring as well. That was like one of the things when we started Sedative, we were going to be doing from the get go. Yeah, which obviously hurt us a little bit. We were like. We were going to start touring pretty much as soon as we had a couple of singles out. Yeah. And um, obviously, we've been restricted in that sense to only being able to play in Perth. Yeah. Um, and we've been loving it, man. You know, we, 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 we try and jump on pretty much whatever we can get on at the moment, yeah. especially, especially with the state that the scene is in. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, you can obviously overplay, which is not a, not a good thing, but like yeah, we've been definitely. playing maybe like once a, once a month at the moment. And yeah. it's, it's fucking awesome, man. That's and a that's decent cool. pace. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I think like the scene, like the Australian scene on a local level was so heavily like destroyed by like when festivals would come through, like Soundwave kind yeah. of just killed off the local scene where big bands wouldn't come through unless it was with Soundwave. Yeah, that's right. So then like these smaller local bands couldn't get the exposure of a big international touring band. Yeah. Because unfortunately that's just yeah. somehow people go to shows. Yeah, that's right. I mean, yeah. I noticed that they have started opening up um, even little like touring festivals. They yeah, started yeah. coming back over here as well. I'm, I'm not sure if it's, I think it's called the Aftermath Festival. We're actually playing it in November, okay. which Sick. is like Fuck the first me. festival. It's like a, I think it's a festival sideshow. Cool. But, Fuck um, yeah. yeah, it's like the first festival that I've seen make it to, like, it's apparently going all around Australia. So wow. I don't know how well they'll go in, in some of the other states, but um, yeah. Yeah, like the Perth one, I don't see any reason it wouldn't go ahead for November. Like, we're, we're, we're due to be playing that early November, which would be awesome. You know? Yeah, fuck yeah. And if it's like just Australian bands and it's like people are getting out and seeing what's around in their own country. Yeah, yeah that's right. It's, it's yeah. really cool to see that starting to kick off again, you know? Yeah, fuck yeah. And um, now I want to talk to you about cough medicine being featured on Hardcore Keem because that yeah. fucking rips and... His video on that song is so sick. Man, I love Keem so much, dude. Yeah. I've been I've been watching that guy. Like he, he's um he's a really big fan of another band that I'm like pretty obsessed with as well, Soul Keeper. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. That's kind of how I found out about Keem like a fair few years ago because he's yeah. like absolutely froth Soul Keeper as well. Fuck yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean, going from that and watching him all this time and then seeing him like 
throw down to a song I put out is pretty fucking yeah. awesome. Man. For sure, man. Yeah, just being just being like a genuine fan of his content and then yeah. seeing him rip into ours is, is is always fucking awesome, you know. Yeah, fuck yeah. And he's like giving bands of any size, anywhere the exposure that they deserve based on how bullshit heavy they are. That's right. Yeah. He kind of like he he kind of just puts on good shit and that's like yeah you don't really yeah. see anyone you don't really see anything missed from Keem, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Which is which is refreshing. <laughs> like um I think he's actually spinning no hard feelings from what I've been told as well. Fuck yeah. So that should be uh obviously after the release day. So it'll probably yeah, be yeah. In the, in the not too distant future, but that's what I've been told. Yeah, he should be spinning no hard feelings, man. Fuck yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, I just want to see him drop kick that fucking dummy to a fire. <laughs> yes, as soon as he gets up, I'm like, that dummy's gonna cop it. Like he's gonna feed yeah, that but... dummy. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. Well, um, thanks for doing the podcast. No worries at all, man. Thank you so much for having us, bro. I really all, appreciate it. All good, man. We'll get into your top five favorite bands, and then we'll hit socials for everything you're doing and your personals, and then we'll get out of here. Cool, man. Um, you want to hear my top five bands? Um, yes, of all time. When you do, you, when you usually do this, do you like strictly say bands or? Uh, so in the very beginning, like I wouldn't tell people. Like I let you know beforehand so you could prepare because it rattles people. Um, yeah. And there were sometimes where people would like throw in a couple of like a scene together, like early two thousands metalcore or like grindcore and shit. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So, I mean, I, I have this stuff like I've, I've prepped this stuff in the past because I've done like interviews with like Wall Sound and a couple of yeah, other things. Yeah. Um, man, I don't like really like. That's the one strange thing about me musically. I like I've played in heavy bands all my life, but I I don't like honestly really listen to that much heavy music. Yeah. 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 I, like, like I definitely I definitely listen to like a degree of heavy music, but it's like not what I slam on the regular. Hey, yeah, it's like, not man. sustainable, man. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've kind of like fucking heard it all, man. Yeah, <laughs> in the same for sure. Like, obviously, here and there, you find some refreshing stuff, but like, yeah. it's it's a pretty done to death thing. Well, not done to death. That probably sounds a little bit harsh, but like, <laughs> it's very it's, it's very hard to find something that really hits different. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I don't really, I don't really have it in order, but like, my top fucking groups are like, I don't know if you listen to like Brockhampton. That's probably like my okay, yeah. yeah. Brockhampton's like my top group of all time, man. That's yeah. like that shit bangs so hard. Outside of that, man, I listen to like Fallout Boy, 1975. Yeah. Um, yeah. a hell of a lot of Prince, man. Sick. And Sick. um it's probably a little bit obscure, but um Koi, man. I don't know if you listen to Koi. Oh, what are they like? It's like it's a uh, it's one dude, he's like um it's like hyper pop, man. Like Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know how to like it's so hard having like these conversations when I'm the only one that I know that likes this shit. <laughs> I'll check them out I, for I, sure. I, I wish I had friends that liked this shit music, but it's like only <laughs> me. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. I'm kind of but the same no, with like trash rap, like uh, Riff Raff and Dirt Nasty. Oh, hard, dude. I get it down <laughs> so hard with that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, but, but no one else I know. Yeah, you got it. Oh, yeah, like no one else I know listens to it, so I'm just like on my own little island yeah. being like, Yeah, Riff Raff's so fucking sick. Or like people, or like people listen to it like ironically, and you're just like, Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like, yeah. Oh, what a joke! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, man, I just I still fucking follow that boy, like one of my top ads of all time, man. Yeah, fuck yeah. fucking, I love Prince, man. Prince is like probably one of my biggest musical influences in general, to be honest. Okay, um, 
yeah, I've kind of always taken inspiration, even in the limited way you can into heavy music. I think I've kind of always yeah. drawn inspiration from someone like Prince. Just um, like Amy the, the creative freedom? Well. well, yeah, just, man, Prince was just so revolutionary at the time. Yeah. And, and I think still not so much revolutionary today, I guess, but like it still holds up for what it is at the time. Definitely. Like, yeah. there's no, like who, who, who can you tell me is, is like Prince? You know what I mean? Yeah. No one. Like Prince, Prince is Prince is Prince and that's yeah, it, man. You know, definitely one of a kind. Yeah. Man, I fucking love the 1975 as well. That that's probably in regards to actual bands. That's probably like my yeah. top band. Okay, know? cool. I fucking love that. That band rules, man. Sick. I've seen their name around like I, based on like how they look up like i think i know what they sound like but i've never actually given them a listen yes i mean it's kind of just like alt rock man okay cool. i don't even i don't even know what else i'd explain it as like just like british alt rock okay to me they give but up the vibe british. of like they sound like the wombats kind of but not really well i mean def- there's definitely probably an inspiration there but i wouldn't say they sound like the wombats. Okay, they're yeah. kind of just like um Fuck, I've never thought how to describe them. <laughs> They're just like chill, weird, old rock, man. With like, yeah. they, they do a lot of really cool stuff lyrically as well, which okay. I find really interesting. Sick. Um, they're kind of not afraid to just like be hell on the nose about things, which I think is kind of cool. I, I feel like yeah, I yeah. try and do a lot of that myself. Which is, just like being real they, with people. Yeah, so many bands try to be, you know, metaphorical and, yeah. and like speaking like speaking like certain ways in their lyrics. Whereas 1975 are just like straight up, just crass as shit, yeah. and just like laying out how it is. Which I, I really fucking, I really dig that. I think that's cool as fuck. Sick. Well, I'll fucking, I'll give them a spin. See how they sound. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. <laughs> yeah, cool, man. And then socials. Socials, man. Um, I'm pretty sure we are Sedative AU on Insta and Facebook. Cool. Um. We do have a website that pretty much centralizes everything, which is sedativeband.com. Excellent. Um, that's got literally every song we've ever put out, every press release we've got to put out, every video we've got out and is coming out, um, Sweet. merch, everything, man. So sedative, sedativeband.com is pretty much like the central location to go for our stuff. Cool. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing the podcast cool. again. Dude, thanks so much for having me, man. We really appreciate it. All good. And uh, check um, out yeah. check out No Hard Feelings on Thursday, the 16th of September. That's it, my man. Thank you yeah. so much for that. It's all good, man. Done for another week. Huge thanks to Matt for doing the podcast and the guys at Sedative for reaching out to be on. I'll definitely be in touch with those guys and we'll get some more of the members of that band on the pod and spread the local scene love to all of Australia, not just Brisbane. Um, but yeah. Killer Band, uh, go check them out wherever you listen to music. And the 16th of September, their new track, No Hard Feelings, comes out. So go get around it. And I know in the podcast, Dance Gavin Dance comes up and I mention Amorosa songs. But I realized after recording this that uh, I had mixed those two bands up. But they're basically the same thing because Johnny Craig was in both of those bands. So same, same, but different. <laughs> Uh, And if you like what I'm doing over here with the podcast, share it, tell a friend, subscribe on YouTube and follow it. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen. And check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Heavy Sweater Podcast. And also this motherfucking Thursday, the 16th of September, my band Shokan will be playing The Bright Side in support of Isolation to launch their new EP, This World Grows Cold, alongside Salt Money, Entrapment and Harbor the Code. Doors are at 7.30 and we're on at 8, so get the fuck around it. Uh, support local fucking music.
be a legend. Um, but yeah, <laughs> come back next week for a new episode. Thanks. <laughs>